This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to give a shout out to all my wonderful patrons who support me by giving a few dollars every month to the podcast. I want to thank Mary, Chris, Anna, Terry, Dale, Steve, Stephen, Levi, Betsy, John, Bella, Crystal, Rob, Ghost of Floyd, Steve, Fernando and Yetta. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the help. And I appreciate you so much. If you want to be part of the Patreon group, reach out to patreon.com, search for Set Lusting Bruce, and you can get access to unedited episodes, early access to episodes, and my routine blogs. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hi, my name is Bob, and I'm one of the many, many co-hosts of the now semi-defunct podcast, How Many? And I want to congratulate Jesse Jackson on a thousand episodes of Set Lusting Bruce. You know, back when I had another podcast that's now also defunct, Bend and Scoop, I would give Jesse some suggestions about indie bands that covered Bruce Springsteen and he even had me on to do that before on Set Listing Bruce, so maybe sometime before you get to episode 2000, you'll have me back. Great job, buddy. And welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Uh, we are counting down to episode 1000, which is very exciting. Um, not quite sure where this is 
in the count because in a timey-wimey way, we do all kinds of adjustments. But I do have a return guest. Mr. Jake Barry is returning for me for a special episode. But before we get to that, I understand you went to some shows. I did, Jesse. Uh, I guess it was about a week and a half ago now. I was fortunate I got to go out to the Pacific Northwest. I, I uh, went to Portland and on uh, Saturday the 25th, and then two nights later we went up to Seattle and saw the show up there. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I got to meet up with some of my my best oldest friends and, and get to take in these shows, and it was just fantastic. So, didn't you get a couple of surprises in your shows? Uh, it certainly surprises to me. Yeah, um, the first so Portland. Uh, I, I think uh, Curtis King, one of the backup singers, was down with COVID, so they they couldn't do night shift like they had been doing. So we got uh, uh, "I'm on Fire," which I think was a tour premiere, and then they went back to doing Vernon Train, which was awesome. Uh, I do got to say, uh, uh, just a side note. I know that uh, you know. I think the first time on the show you were asked. Yeah, you know, you, we were talking about which what song should kick off the tour. Yeah. Uh, I, you, you know, I, I thought Ghost was the clear favorite in my mind. You mentioned Burning Train. I, I I didn't think that much of it at the time. Having gone through it, it would have been an awesome opener. That like <laughs> that 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 song blew me away and and uh, really was one of the highlights of the show. And uh, no, you were dead on. That would have been a great way to start the show. But uh, anyway, then night two, we were up in Seattle and they. Uh, I'm trying, uh, we got uh, Trapped, which was fantastic, and one I definitely didn't see coming, and then uh, Land of Hope and Dreams, which is one of my personal favorites. And so, no, it was, I mean, the whole thing front to back was just terrific. Yeah, those uh, those tour premieres were uh, unexpected and just, just really remarkable. It was a fantastic time. Yeah, so um, I, I was not jealous of necessarily of um, – I was a little – jealous of burning train because you know i i was i ended up going to dallas houston austin then covid stopped me from going to tulsa um but you know i'm like okay but on houston i got if i was the priest right which was the first time in 50 years we all lost it and so um so i was like okay you know that's good land of hope and dreams is the only thing that i went oh uh, I've had that before, but it's just always special to get that live. Um, you know, what was nice is um, Friday night in Dallas, uh, both Susie and little Steven were out. Um, and so he gave us the Detroit medley, which I'd never gotten live before. So, so that, that must have been a ton of fun. Yeah. yeah. And he said, you know, he said, and you know, how much, you know, take a grain of salt, but he goes, this is just for you, Dallas. You know, and so they went into it, so it was good. So um, any thoughts uh, besides the surprises of the, you know, anything on the set list that stood out to you, you especially liked? Any comments you want to make? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, what everybody else is saying, the the coupling of uh, Last Man Standing into Backstreets was just incredible uh you know backstreets i think was about as good as i've ever heard it and i've seen it a, you know a bunch of times over the last 25 years uh, uh you know i'll see you in my dreams is a perfect way to close out the the set i think it, it really uh you know just really encapsulates the message he seems to be trying to send with the show um you know, like everybody else, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't hate to see a little bit more variety, but what he is playing is just uh, just you know uh, just 
terrific. The, the new material, all of it. I thought, uh, you know, Letter to You was a song I was always kind of lukewarm on after on the new album, but I thought it translates really well live. Um, and, uh, you know, Burning Train is great. And, and you know, for uh, No Surrender is my all-time favorite Bruce song. And that Into Ghosts is just a terrific way to start the show. So, no, I I, I loved it. Um, I, you know, I uh, walked away really, um, uh, you know, ready to see more. And, and I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I think I'm going to be going to Albany uh, next Tuesday night. So I'm excited about that as well. So I get to uh, go back for a third time. So that, is, that is awesome. Um, yeah. I... I do think, and we've talked about this to a couple of other guests, but I I believe the people who are wanting more variety, um, I get it, I understand, but I do think that much like in Broadway, he has a story he's trying to tell. It is more than just a collection of show, a show, you know, doing it. I do believe he is trying to tell a message about loss and 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 you know beginnings and and comparing youth to age and so um i you know my wife came to me after the friday night and said you know you say he's doing the same thing i thought one of the reasons i signed up for more than one show was you know but she said i if he does that every night i'm okay with it and she, you know in Houston he did almost the same show and and it was you know she was very happy so yeah I, I'm really glad um, I I do think um, a couple of nights later I think someone he did pay my money down I mean you know so I think he is shooting it up but I think it all depends on who as a baseball manager, he's managing his line out card yeah, and sure, depending on sure. who he loses, yeah. uh, you know, for uh, due to sickness and COVID uh, adjust what songs he's playing. Oh my God. I think you're dead on about him having a, a story to tell or a message he's trying to send. And I think that looking at who he's trying to tell that story to, I think maybe it's not, you know, the career fan who has been to 50 shows, right? Maybe, it, you know, maybe he is trying to, you know, uh, reach a, a newer audience who, um, you know, isn't going to five different shows on a tour or something like that. And I, you know, and that, that's, I mean, that makes all the sense in the world to me. I, I'm, I'm glad there are, um, you know, newer generations of folks who may, maybe are tuning in that he's trying to, to send a message to or something like that. But uh, no, I, I think, you know, for those of us who would like, you know, talk about seeing a little bit more variety, I, I think uh, we are spoiled beyond measure and, uh, you know, should just be incredibly, uh, feel incredibly fortunate to get to um, witness this gift, right? Yeah, I, I think that is the right attitude. And, you know, as I talked about a couple of times on Twitter, the issue people have, I think that some people forget, is that um, you say you'd you'd you change out the set list but no one agrees on what the set list was like i had someone talking about that they were so happy they got trapped well to me traps just another cover song sure. i mean it, it it you know it and and so and someone else will go what what no how get so i think we all come from different perspectives hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Which is a good transition. Uh, when Jake and I were talking last time, uh, we were discussing what could we do to do something different. And I was telling him that in a, there was a there was a Firefly podcast that uh, called the Signal, and one of the features they did is they said sum up your experience with the Josh Whedon show Firefly in five lines. So you could, um, you could pick five lines of dialogue from any of the characters to kind of sum up your, the reason why you love Firefly or the, the story you will think Firefly is trying to tell. And so you and I talked a little about it and we said, well, what if we did that with Springsteen lyrics? And uh, so we set it up, and so that's the premise. Um, anything you want to add to that, Jake? No, I'll say, uh, uh, you know, the thought just struck me. I know uh, one of the things I really appreciate about you and your show, Jesse, you're, you're so much a lyrics guy, and that, that's how I approach this, too. I'm, I'm, I'm not a musician. I really, I really you know, I, I love the, the music, but it really has always been his lyrics that um, stood out to me and meant the most to me. And, and so you hear you talk about that, and it seems like you take the same approach. So I, th I thought this would be a great, uh, great topic of conversation. Yeah, so uh, we we didn't have a lot of rules. Uh, we said that um, the idea is that you can uh, pick up to five lyrics from throughout Bruce's, uh, you know, catalog. And uh, so we're going to go them one at a time and then explain why we did this. Now, my hope is that this is going to be a series of episodes that some of you listeners will go, oh, wait, I want to pick my five things. S similar like we did Songs of Your Life, where people picked, you know, uh, 11 questions, 11 Springsteen songs. So, uh, but to kick us off, I'm going to let you go first. What's the first lyric 
And by the way, we have not shared in advance. Uh, Jake was concerned. What if we duplicate? And I go, that's okay. I, I, it would be incredibly coincident if we get all five lyrics the same. Um, I won't. I don't doubt there might be one or two in common. But uh, let's go. What do you? What are you going to start with? Right. Uh, so the first one I went with, Jesse, and again, this uh, may seem obvious, we may repeat here. Uh, uh, from Thunder Road, uh, show a little faith, there's magic in the night. Um, I think that line has just always so encapsulated the uh, faith and optimism and hope um, and magic of Bruce's lyrics to me. I think that, um, you know, uh, to me, you know, he's always talked about that song about Thunder Road being an invitation. And to me, that that's always the, the line that is the most sort of inviting piece. Uh, and that he uh, is so hopeful and optimistic about the world that, that, that's out there that he's going to explore. And, and of course, he wants, uh, 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 you know, he wants uh, his companion to come with him. Um, and there just doesn't seem to be any question uh, in his mind that, that um, what he finds out there is going to be magical. And that really has just uh, always uh, meant a great deal to me and really reflected, again, that kind of uh, hope and faith that I uh, uh, carry with me in my approach to life. Again. So my first lyric, show a little faith, there's magic in the night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, there were two lyrics that came to mind immediately when we were thought could do this. And that was the first one that came to mind. So everything you said, it, it is um, the idea that um, in fact, when the Dallas Mavericks were competing in their, the year of 2011, where they won the world championship, you know, when they were down, I would tweet, have a little faith. There's magic in the night, you know, uh, this team ain't a beauty, but hey, it's all right. Uh, and so I, I do think there is, um, that is one of his most universal uh, lyrics. So if I had bet, I would have put money on that one would be the, at least one that we would duplicate on. So uh, what's number two? All right, so I'll say if there's a, another one that we're going to duplicate on, I'll bet it, it might be this one. Um, uh, it ain't no sin to be glad you're alive from, from Badlands. Um, again, no, I do no? not have that one. So all right, all right, good. Well, good. They're, they're, uh, good. No, that is a great a choice. I, I and, now, you know, I may feel guilty I'm not getting that one. No, that's great. It, uh, you know, um, Badlands is, is just, I think, the most – you know, to me, when I think of that song, the word that comes to mind is is defiance, uh, and, and it just, you know, it's not that the song uh, it doesn't ignore challenges and troubles of the world. It really, you know, in many ways, it lives in them, and yet it still takes this um, defiant, optimistic, and ultimately celebratory tone uh, that's reflected in that line, right? And that's what. Uh, that's what I want in the music that I listen to. I wanted to recognize the reality of the world, but still makes me feel good about the world I'm living in. And that's, that's, um, you know, something I take in that line for sure. Um, it is a line that, um, our company is pretty, um, free liberal in, um, 
quotes, you know, on your Outlook signature. And so I rotate through different Springsteen quotes and uh, Ain't No Sin to Be Glad You're Alive is certainly one that has kept my thing. So that's really good. Um, I thought you were going to say you'll need a good companion on this part of the ride from Land of Hope and Dreams. Uh, that's my number two. Um, you just said how much you love, love it, Land of Hope and Dreams. And I was like, could he have picked that one? Um, I I think that means so much. One, I, I do a Doctor Who podcast and I adore Doctor Who and the person with the doctor is called The Companion. So therefore we like that. Um, once again, I love Firefly, you know, and the Marina, you know, Inara was a companion, but Bruce is our companion on this ride of life. His music, his hit the lyrics, his his songs are our companion. But I also think of, you know, I'm lucky. I, I, I met Linda in 1980. We got married in 1984. We are still together. And she has been my companion on this part of the ride. So that lyric to me speaks of my relationship with my wife, my relationship with Bruce and his music, and with the friendships I've made through this podcast and through this, that they're all good companions. So that line means a lot to me. And so that was the second one I immediately knew I was going to pick. So. I got a, one of the, and I really struggled trimming this down to, to five lines, but one of the last ones that got cut uh, was uh, the next line from Land of Hope and Dreams, uh, leave behind your sorrows, let this day be the last, tomorrow there'll be sunshine and all this darkness past. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I really, uh, any of those, almost any line from that song, I, I would have uh, happily put on this list. Uh, it really is just, uh, you know, an incredibly uh meaningful and oh, sorry my, my dog had strong feelings about this too uh, but uh, yes it's incredibly meaningful incredibly meaningful song okay oh, there he is sorry okay uh, that's okay uh yeah i yeah i um i could have you know i could have quoted uh you know a lot of land of hope and dreams in there so absolutely that quote is something that um, I have quoted at two different funerals, that whole phrase, you know, so absolutely beautiful. Um, and as I said, um, I'm sure there's going to be, as we're sharing this, lines go, yep, that almost made it. Yep, that almost made it. All right. So you're number three. Um, all right. So a little bit, <laughs> a little bit lighter in tone. Uh, so from, from Rosie, uh, someday we'll look back on this and it will all seem funny. Um uh, this, this line somehow is, is so perfectly goofy and nostalgic at all the same time. It reflects um, how serious things seem at the time, but the perspective that, that, that comes with time later on, it's full of, uh, uh, you know, it's just full of such wisdom and just makes me laugh and brings a smile to my face every time I hear it. And I think that, that again, is something that is so uniquely Bruce that he can have a line that is so revealing and meaningful and and yet um funny uh and, and just goofy at the same time i i love that choice it did not make my list though it is on my list of quotes that i include on my uh you know my outlook um and you know i just heard a story 
um, one of the podcasts I love listening to is Pin Sunday School, where Pin Gillette from Pin and Teller, you know, does a he he does two hours a week, an hour on Sundays, an hour on Wednesdays, and um, and his co-host is Matt Donnelly, and Matt was telling him a story. He says, 10 years ago, you were on Celebrity Apprentice and you were stressing about all this stuff going on with, you know, the the charity and, you know, doing this here. And he says, I don't know if you remember, but I said, 10 years from now, Penn will not remember one thing that you are currently stressed about. And, you know, and he told that story and Penn said, and it's 10 years later and I can't remember anything that I was stressed about. Um, it, how often have we been in a situation that in the middle of it seems horrible and seems so upsetting, but then with some distance, it does seem funny. And and so I think that is a truly truly genius line that he just throws in there and Rosie, I mean he just throws it away. Sure. Uh, so sure. oh, absolutely wonderful choice, every absolutely wonderful choice. Um, so my light one is and on Monday when the foreman calls time, I've already got Friday on my mind from uh, out in the street. Um, that is one of my son's favorite lyrics, so partly I'm picking it because of Chris, but also it gives the idea, right, that no matter who you are, whether you're a CEO or you're the person in the lowest, um, you know, position in a company, um, Monday morning, you're already thinking about the weekend, and I just think that line just it is a universal and uh it it, it it's tongue-in-cheek it's funny but i just love that and the monday when the foreman calls time i've already got friday on my mind is just a brilliant lyric and that's one i got i think it you know it's probably true for a lot of these but it matches so much the pace of the song the spirit of the song i think it just it's so incredibly perfectly with, with everything else that's going on in, in out in the street. And, and, you know, it's, it's just a great sing-along song, a great sing-along line. No, that's a great choice. Yeah. And I am glad, like, I'm glad no surrender is making the cut. I'm glad that they're doing out in the street. Um, you know, I, I just think there's so much joy in that both of those songs that I'm, I think they fit in with, with the set list really well. All right. Number four. Uh, number four. So, so if we were going over our light ones, this is this is uh, uh, certainly not bad. Uh, so I think the heaviest line that I picked: uh, "God have mercy on the man who doubts what he's sure of." From Brilliant Disguise. Um, to me, that line it's, it uh, just exposes such vulnerability. Uh, and to think about when he wrote that and when he put that out into the world, you know, he was. He was absolutely on top of the world, right? He was coming off of board in USA. He was the toughest, just most masculine guy out there, it seems like. And and he puts together an album about self-doubt and vulnerability and self-questioning. And uh, that that's just remarkable to me. And, and one of the things that I love most about him is that he really is always sort of 
pushing himself and looking to, you know, know himself a little bit better, I think. And uh, that is so real, well reflected in the statement about, uh, you know, um, somebody who doubts what he's he's sure of, right? That that just to me is, is such a great way to express um, uh, a just sort of core vulnerability with somebody who really really loses the sense of themselves, um, and, and that uh, I think that's just a, a brilliant line. So I didn't pick that one, but I do. We're we're in sync, Jake, because my line is it's a sad man, my friend, living in his own skin and can't stand the company from better days. Um, I think tonally, very close, right? They are very much about, I mean, to me, this is about you living with yourself, living with the decisions you've made and and being happy with them. Um, I, I love that your line about being unsure and and that is so deep uh from that that period of and that's why tone of love is one of my favorite albums you know but um better days is on my list of favorite songs and i just love the idea not comfortable in your own skin can't stand the company that that says so much right that you're you're living in your own skin and can't stand the company being able to be to be happy with yourself to be happy with the decisions you've made is so valuable and so hard to do because it is easy to second guess ourselves right whether it's in work or family relationships so yeah um i i love your choice and i do feel like there is a lot of synergy in there you know, I, I never would have thought of it up till now, but in some way, yeah, I, I feel like those lines are addressing such uh, such common themes and thoughts. Uh, you know, I, I, there's a part of me that would almost like to think that Better Days is the sequel to Brilliant Disguise. And, and when he, you know, when he kind of comes out on top and has, you know, because it strikes me that Brilliant Disguise is somebody who is very much caught in the thick of that self-doubt and self-questioning, but better days is, is uh, uh, looking back at it from a much obviously better point, right? And, and, and feeling much better. So, uh, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe I mean, there's, uh, there's symmetry there. You could actually make the argument, right? Brilliant disguise. He is, he is with um, Julianne. The marriage is not working. And then better days. He has passed that. He and Patty are working on, a positive relationship. I've got a pretty rose and a woman I call my own. I absolutely could see that as bookends. Um, I now need to listen to them back to back and kind of think about that as, you know, two sides of the coin. Yeah, nice. Sure. Very nice. Sure. Um, all right. So your fifth one. Yeah. And then this one, uh, uh, maybe I cheated a little bit and it's, it's, um, more a stanza, not just one particular line, but uh, it comes from Bobby Jean. Uh, and it's, uh, maybe you'll be out there on that road somewhere in some bus or train traveling alone in some motel room, there'll be a radio playing and you'll hear me sing this song. Well, if you do, you'll know I'm thinking of you and all the miles in between. And I'm just calling one last time, not to change your mind, but just to say, I miss you, baby. Good luck, goodbye, Bobby Jean. Um, that's a line that just, it brings tears to my eyes every time I hear it. Both, you know, it seems to me it is both the um, 
saddest line I can think of, but also um, in some ways it's, it's, it's a really happy line. Uh, you know, to me, it, it really is such an expression of true friendship, this idea that you have said goodbye to somebody, but you're not, again, you're not looking to change your mind. You just want to let them know how much you care and, and how much you wish them well. And, and to be that selfless, to be able to let go of somebody like that, I feel like is just such a sign of pure friendship. So, you know, it makes me think of friends I've lost or friends who have moved away who aren't so close anymore, but still, you know, even though I'm not able to talk to them as much as I'd like, they still mean as much to me now as they ever did. And I, and I feel like that is just a, such a um, sincere and earnest expression of that sentiment. Like I said, it just brings tears to my eyes every time I hear it. I, I, uh, I love that chorus, uh, that stanza. I absolutely agree with it. Um, I have, uh, I have quoted it at times when we've talked about losing friendship and doing stuff. I absolutely agree. Um, what I am smiling about is my last one is not a quote. It is a stanza. <laughs> so we did not do this in advance, but it is hilarious. Uh, mine is in these days of despair, you can grow hard till you close your mind and empty your heart and you find yourself, if you find yourself staring into the abyss, hold tight to your loved ones and remember this. This shield will protect your sacred heart. This sword will defend from what comes in the dark. And should you grow weary on the battlefield, do not despair. Our love is real. From this is your sword. Um, I couldn't break it down to just one. And I said, okay, I'm going to cheat. I'm just going to put this hole on there. And if Jake rolls his eyes, I'm going to raise my hand and go, yep, you're right. You've called me on it. And then you do exactly the same thing. Ah, we are in sync, my friend. Um, this is your sword is this is if I, it is on my top five of songs that I am chasing. I would just love to hear this. I think it is a beautiful hymnal. It is a story about faith and, and love and being together. And I just, I find it one of my favorite songs. And when people have bad things to say about High Hopes, which I get why some people do, but there are two or three gems on High Hopes that I just love. And this is one of them. I gotta say that I think that that's you know, certainly the first line you made. It took me a little while to to place it and figure out where it was coming from. And and uh, you know I I need to spend more time with that song. I, I certainly um, uh, you know listen to it when I uh, I guess I I don't put on that album as much as I would like and don't come across it as much. As it, but uh, no, you've definitely convinced me. I need to spend some more time with that song and, and certainly get to know the lyrics better. That uh, that that does sound like a pretty incredible line. Yeah, I, 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 it'd be interesting for you to do it. Yeah, I did that. Um, so I did not put any, um, a, any uh, honorable mentions because I'm hoping to do this again. And so I will need to have some honorable mentions for my next guest. But if you have two or three honorable mentions you want to share, I would love to hear them. What did sure. make the cut? Sure. Yeah. The, and like I said, it was really tough trimming down that list. It um, is, yes. Uh, there were a few ha having to, you know, as I mentioned before, I've got um, 
uh, twin seven-year-olds here at home. And, uh, you know, obviously, as you know, becoming a parent really changes your life. So there are a few having to do with parenthood or fatherhood from uh, uh, a long time coming and uh, especially uh, from living proof. Uh, and there's, he has one line about, sorry, I'm trying to pull it up here. Um, uh, yeah, in his mother's arms, it was all the beauty I could take, like the missing words to some prayer that I could never make. That that that, that line gets to me pretty good. Um, my hometown, the last line about uh, I'm 35 and we got a boy of our own now. Last night I sat him up behind the wheel and said, son, take a good look around. This is your hometown. This is for somebody who's now uh, raising my boys in the same town that I grew up in. I think that um, passing along that sense of pride and in, in ownership in your community that really um means a lot to me um you know, like i said all, you know all of land of hope and dreams all of uh, uh oh, um all of no surrender all of one step up all of if i should yeah. fall behind I, I couldn't believe i left that one out um yeah no there there are are, uh, are so many that i uh, i really gave a lot of thought to but um yeah you know uh, you know, I debated. I said, "How can I not do a line from Born to Run?" I mean, how how am I not doing that? And I went, "Well, you know." And and there's also, um, you know, other things, you know, from Thunder Road that would be wonderful choices. You mm -hmm. know, it is so. Oh, God, this was fun. This can was I can I mention Jesse the one I I uh, <laughs> thinking about this? I think I came across my least favorite Bruce line. Can I okay, please. <laughs> um. It's uh, Queen of the Supermarket when he says a dream awaits in aisle number two. Every time I hear that, I just, I, I just laugh. It's, it's just there's something about it that comes off as almost satire, like satire to me. It just seems like the most ridiculous line from his most ridiculous song. It just cracks me up every time. I, I love that. Um, what I can, what is hard for me to shake is the. But hey, little girl, is your daddy home? <laughs> it's yeah. from I'm on fire. It is just has a little bit of creepiness now based on things. Uh, but yes, uh, that is awesome. And and I appreciate this so much. Um, all right. So you've got one more show coming up. One more show coming up. And then uh, I, I uh, am lucky enough. I got tickets to Foxborough in August as well. So I'm nice. To, to that. Yeah. And something tells me that'll be a pretty different show than what we're seeing now. So I think that'll be uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And then uh, um, who knows what comes after that. But no, it, it's, uh, it gives me something to look forward to. And you know, it'll be, uh, no, I'm really excited. Yeah, I, um, I am hoping uh, my boss has expressed... Um, uh, we have a we have an office in Havasu, Arizona, which is just north of Phoenix by two or three hours. And um, and we had been talking that there is a whole group of team there that report to me and I've never been there. Mm -hmm. And so we joked about, you know, I want to go and we're like, yeah. And so I did send my boss an email saying, OK, um, I really think it's time for me to get to Arizona. On a totally unrelated note, Bruce Springsteen is playing in Phoenix, November 30th. <laughs> I do not know why those two sentences had to be in the same paragraph, but <laughs> just throwing it out there. <laughs> and oh, I figure that, that gives us enough time for our wives to forgive us for all this. <laughs> exactly. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jake, if someone wants to reach you, what's the best way? 
I'm on Twitter at JakeBerryNH. And uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm back there somewhere. So yeah, anybody can message me. Well, thank you, my friend. This was a perfect uh, kick this off. Uh, listeners, if you want to be part of this, setlustingbruce at gmail.com, um, at setlustingbruce on Twitter, at Jesse Jackson DFW. Email me, DMs me, say, hey, I want to. I want to take the Springsteen and Five Lines Challenge. I would love to have you on there and share. Uh, Jake set a high bar, though. So, you know, you're going to have to bring it. Um, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Uh, good luck. Uh, and uh, continue to stay in touch. I'm sure we'll have you on again. And so for now, just I appreciate you so much. Well, it's been a pleasure, Jesse. I really appreciate it. And as always, I really appreciate the uh positive perspective and outlook that you bring to uh to, to everything uh, we're talking about here it's been great thank you my friend i appreciate it listeners let me know what you think and for now be kind be safe and we'll talk to you soon goodbye there we go another episode i'm about to go through a couple of things where you can reach me and give me feedback um so if you want to skip this i understand but I do hope you check it out every once in a while. I'm available on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is available at SetLustingBruce. You can send me an email, setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You can send me a voicemail at 469-249-2442. I am currently doing a few other podcasts, Perfectly Good Podcast, John Hyatt from A to Z, where Sylvan Groth and I discuss every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. My Babylon 5 podcast is Last Best Hope for Conversation, where Lou, Karen, and I discuss every episode of Babylon 5 in chronological order. I still am doing Next Stop Everywhere, the Doctor Who podcast with my brother in time, Charles Gags. And then finally, How Many Podcasts, the only podcast on the internet that counts, where my buddies and I discuss pop culture. You can go to our Patreon page and support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can go to our Facebook page, like, and please, please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and leave a five-star rating and review for all of the podcasts that I'm doing. It's okay if you don't listen to them, but if you subscribe and rate, it really will make my day better. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.